Hey, welcome. We're going to try something new as far as our recordings go. Our Facebook Live has had issues. I think it's probably because of Facebook's compression. It's changed our videos. So we're going to try to do it this way. Um, before we go any further, we have some big announcements. We have Alpha that's starting up in the next couple of weeks. It's actually starting on um, January 19th. Uh, see here, January 19th. And uh, I'm going to show a little video preview and then we'll be right back. Perfect. Yes. We all have that person in our lives. That neighbor we pass by every day outside our homes. That coworker we see at the office five days a week. Or those friends we catch up with every once in a while. People we wish could know and experience the love of God. How do we share it? Where do we even start? Deep inside, we know that it'll cost us something to open up our lives and share our faith. It takes time, vulnerability, sacrifice, the risk of rejection. But this is our call, to open our lives and to share Christ with the people close to us. Because it's only through opening your life up that spaces for honest conversations are possible. Spaces where people can truly be themselves and explore the deepest parts of life with people they know and trust. That's why we're running Alpha. It's a course over several weeks where you can invite your friends to explore life's biggest questions over a meal. It's a chance for you to invite that person into an honest conversation about faith. Because when it's hard to find the moment, or the words, or the courage, you can simply invite. Alpha, who will you invite? All right, as far as any other announcements go, we have, starting today, um, we are going to use the Uversion app as uh, you can follow along. So if you go to your Bible app, unless you're watching on your phone, if you're watching on your phone, don't try this because it's going to make no sense to you. But if you will go to your app, your Uversion app, and then hit the menu, and then go to Events, and in Events, um, if you, it's going to ask you if you want to use location for, so it can track you, so the Bible can track you. Trust me, the Bible's already tracking you. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, it's weird preaching to my phone because there's not a crowd laughing. But anyway, um, if you don't want to do that, you can type in, in the search, you can type in 78130, the zip code, and then when Life Church NB comes up, click on that and you will see today's message. You can follow along. It has all of our announcements in there, so I'm going to skip over that. Uh, there's really no reason for me to do announcements. The only reason I did the Alpha announcement is because Alpha is coming up, and we really want you to invite people. I'm going to put the link in the description of this video so that you can invite as many people as you can to come to the church and to engage in Alpha. Alpha really is a fantastic, fantastic course, uh, videos, free dinner, great discussion. So 
invite people. You can use it to post it on your own Facebook so that people can come. So, um, and that uh, also, the U version is going to be great because you can follow along with the message. Don't skip forward because you don't know. I could say something crazy and you'll miss it because you skipped forward. So, anyway, um, let's see. We are starting uh, 2022. This is going to be your year. I, I really believe that in 2022, we are going to have, we're going to see some fantastic things. I think the men and women of God really are going to have great opportunities to either either stand up tall and be the people that we're called to be or uh, go along with the flow. Um, and I just think that if you're engaged with our church, if you're engaged with the kingdom and, and what God is doing, I think you're, you're going to be the kind of person that is ready for this kind of charge to go forward. So uh, if you're part of Life Church, I know you're our people. You are, you are the kind of person that's ready to, to get started. So um, there are many times in our lives where uh, we suffer from our very limited perspective on our situation. On uh, We have limited perspectives on ourselves. We have limited, limited perspectives on, on others. And so uh, what I want to do today is I want to challenge you to, to start to see things differently, uh, to start to allow God to speak to uh, that limit in your life so that you are not uh, a captive of that limit that you put on yourself. So um, in Matthew 13, Jesus said, This is why I speak to them in parables, though seeing they do not see, though hearing they do not hear or understand. But blessed are you are your eyes because they see and your ears because they hear. Uh, no one ever says it better than Jesus. Um, he's basically saying, I want people to look at this from a different perspective. And so I want to challenge you today to start to look at things from a different perspective. So if I were to say to you, where are you now? Um, if you're in the church building, if you're in New Braunfels, you may say I'm at Life Church or you may say I'm in New Braunfels, or you may say I'm in Canyon Lake, or you may say I'm in San Antonio, or you may say I'm in uh, California. You may say uh, your, your current location, New Braunfels, Texas, United States of America, Earth. Um, there are so many different answers uh, you could give, but uh, you could also say, if I said, where are you? Well, we're in 2022, uh, the, the, the newest year ever. <laughs> 2022, uh, in the timeline of our lives, we are here, and there are more people now on the planet Earth than there's ever been in the history of humanity. There's 7.753 billion people on the planet right now, and uh, the, the people of Earth are more connected than they've ever been before. Um, is this a good thing or a bad thing? It, it really depends. We, I believe that we as the church, we as Christians, we as leaders— we have a huge opportunity that God could have put us at any time in history, but He chose today. He chose right now to put us in this time. And so we have more tools now than we've ever had before to do the things that God has called us to do. Change happens faster now than it's ever, than it's ever happened before. You know, advertising was the same for like 300 years. Everything, every bit of advertising was done in print. And now 
almost exclusively, like all of the print businesses are going out of business because it's all online now. TV was the same for 80 years. And now, um, it, it, not too long ago, it was, if you wanted to watch a movie, you had to wait until someone else or some company or, or the movie theater or who knows what said when the movie was shown. Now you can sit on your couch and watch almost any movie in the history of mankind. Um, and, and then if you want to watch a TV show, you don't have to be there when the TV show is playing. You can just DVR it or you can just go and look it up online and it'll be ready for you. The Bible has been delivered the same for over 500 years and uh, it's always been in print. And now you probably have the Bible app on your phone. You take the Bible with you everywhere. Uh, the YouVersion app has changed how people consume the Word of God. It's unbelievable. Um, you know, that app has had over 500 million unique downloads on 500 million different uh, devices. That is a lot of downloads. There are billions and billions and billions of minutes of people reading God's Word on their on a device, whether it's their computer or their tablet or their phone. Um, and so I want to challenge you in 2022, make it a habit to be in the Word. This is just a, like a side bonus, uh, bonus part of the message, but make it a habit to get into the Word. Um, you can listen to the Word while you're brushing your teeth. You can listen to the Word while you're driving to work. It's so easy for you to consume the Word of God. It's easier than it's ever been before in the history of mankind. But I believe that the time we live in is not just a huge opportunity. I think that as the people of God, this is a huge responsibility to us. Um, the time that we live in, uh, the, the, the th tools that are available to us just freely, um, this generation, unfortunately, is less engaged with the Word of God, even though it's easier than any generation in history. And so if, if God saw that an entire generation of people is pulling away from His Word and pulling away from Him, and people are leaving churches, you know this, people are leaving churches uh, in, in crowds and droves, just leaving churches. And uh, there are very few churches that are growing, especially in the pandemic time. Um, a lot of people are doing exactly what you're doing right now, and they, they watch church on TV or, or on their computer or on their device. Uh, and it's, uh, it's good. It's good to be able to consume the Word and to, and to be taught where in the comfort of your home or listen to it while you're working or however it is or whatever the reason is that you're there. But it's also good for us to meet together. It's also good for other people to see your face and you to encourage people and them to encourage you face to face. That's, uh, that can't be forsaken. Uh, the, the Bible is very clear on that, that we can't forsake that. But so what would happen if God saw that an entire generation was moving away from the truth of the word? I think that what we get from that is we get blurred moral lines that when you take out the, the unchanging absolute word of God that is absolute truth, what you get is you get gender confusion, you get uh, righteousness that is not even on people's radar, you get moral relativism where people, instead of comparing themselves to the truth or comparing themselves to something that's absolute, they compare themselves with their neighbor. And when you compare yourself with your neighbor, you'll always find somebody worse. 
You'll always be able to find somebody that, that is more messed up than you. Even though in the dark at night when you're alone, you know how messed up you are. As a matter of fact, um, Charles Spurgeon said it like this. He said, if any man thinks ill of you, do not be angry with him, for you are worse than he thinks you to be. So, so basically saying that if anybody calls you a bad person, don't argue with them. Because in reality, you're worse than they think you are. And you know it. Because you know who you are deep down apart from what God has done in your life. Right? And so, um, what I think would happen if, if God saw a generation of people walking away from the church, a generation of people that are not engaged with His Word and not engaged with Him, what I think He would do is I think He would send people to them that are fully alive in Him, that understand that they have a calling and a purpose. I think that, they would, that, that God would send men and women like you and me. I think we are sent to this time for this purpose, to draw people in to that relationship with Him. But the problem with that is, and call it a problem or not, but the difficulty there is that we have to be fully engaged ourselves. We have to be to take seriously our responsibility to God and to the people around us. Amen? Um, in 1 Chronicles 12.32, I'm going to talk a lot about 1 Chronicles 12.32, uh, but that is a, a very famous verse. It's just one, one line of Scripture that says, From Issachar, men who understood the times and knew what Israel should do. There was this group of men who understood what, uh, they understood the culture and they knew exactly what the people of God should do. Would that be said of us that, that from, from New Braunfels, and I know that, that Issachar is a man, it's not a location, but would it be said of us from New Braunfels, people who understood the times and knew what the church should do? I think we know, deep down, we know exactly what it is that we should do. We know the kind of people we're supposed to be. I know that, especially lately, I have been attacked, personally attacked, um, over and over and over on social media and, and emails and messages because of my position and my stance on certain things that are going on in the culture. Obviously, I have thick skin, so I'm okay with that. I'm okay with being attacked. People don't stand on the stage and have... People that stand on the stage on purpose and have thin skin don't stand on the stage very long. Um, I know that I've been called by God, and I'm very confident in that calling. Um, but what I am seeing more and more is that I have to have a voice. I have to have an, uh, an opinion, I guess you could say, uh, but that is based on the Word of God and what I believe the people of God should do. Um, that has made me, uh, in many cases, that has caused me to be the aim of many people's fiery arrows. And I'm okay with that. Um, but I know that some of you listening are not okay with that. I know that some of you that are listening right now, I have said things about political things. I've said things about current events. I've said many things that you have been bothered by because you say, wait, wait you're a pastor. You should be focused on leading the people of God. And let me tell you, friend, that is exactly what I'm doing. Uh, it's difficult. I don't take it lightly. 
Uh, I don't say words just to say words uh, because um, I take it very seriously. Uh, the times that we're living are perilous, and it is drawing people away from a relationship with God. And we can't be, we can't allow that to happen, right? Are you with me? John Calvin said this. He said, the pastor ought to have two voices, one for gathering the sheep and another for wading off and driving away wolves and thieves. The scripture supplies him with the means of doing both. I love that scripture um, because uh, really for you too, you have to have two voices, one for uh, drawing people in and another for fighting off enemies and fighting off lies and fighting off darkness. That's what we're called to do. So here's another thing. God has given you everything you need to accomplish what he has called you to do today. And you may feel inadequate, you may feel ill-equipped, but that doesn't change the fact that in, in 2 Peter 1.3, it says, His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Uh, in Philippians 4.19, it says, And my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. Um, can we do something significant? Can we, as, as, as Christians, do something significant? Or can we, uh, can we, as a church, do something significant? Or, or can we, can you, you personally, can you do something significant? I think that we need to change our viewpoint because we tend to be people that look at what, if we get that one more thing, then we will be able to do something that, that we're called to do. Uh, most of us think that someday we will do something great, um, but God is calling us to do something great now. Um, I, I just want to say this. Life Church, it is time for us to start. Uh, in the last two years, we started, we started Life Church in January of 2020. In the last two years, um, we have been building this base. And sure, I, would, I wish that the base was bigger. I wish that we had a few hundred people that were, uh, were the base, that were ready to go into battle uh, in our community for people's souls. Um, but you know what? We have enough. We have everything we need to do what it is that God has called us to do. And I feel like in this coming year, God is calling all of us to be evangelists. And we are going to reach out into the community and we're going to draw people into a relationship with Jesus. Um, so, Life Church, it's, it's time to start. Uh, I want to tell you a story about this. It's actually just a verse from this guy in Judges 3.31. This guy that maybe you've heard of him before or maybe not, but uh, it's this really simple story that we're going to spend the rest of our time on this one verse. Let's look at Judges. Uh, chapter 3, verse 31. It says, After Ehud, Shamgar became the next leader. He was the son of Anath. He struck down 600 Philistines with a large pointed stick that was used to drive oxen. He saved Israel too. What was the starting point for Shamgar? Uh, he was living in a time and a place when his life and his family and his people were at the mercy of of these Philistine thieves and thugs, and they 
they were, he was not in a position of power by any stretch. He was in a position of poverty. He was in a position of oppression. He was someone that, did, that had absolutely no power and no stance and no standing at all in the community or in the culture. Um, he could have seen himself as uh, helpless and hopeless, but he chose not to. Uh, he didn't wait for the perfect circumstances. He didn't wait for the perfect materials to start. He started where he was. And so I have three main points, and I don't usually preach like this, but I have three main points that I want you to remember. The first one is start where you are. Start where you are. Even the best of us can be trampled down under the weight of worry and fear that is caused by stress and the problems that we encounter in our life. But God has placed His Spirit upon leaders in spite of their weaknesses. Beginning from a place of weakness is not a bad thing. Beginning from a place of weakness is a God thing. As a matter of fact, in 1 Corinthians 12, 9, it says, My power is made perfect in your weakness. God's power is made perfect in our weakness. Where we come to the end of ourselves and we realize that we cannot do the thing, that's where God steps in. Whenever we decide, okay, I've, I've had enough, there's no way I can do this, but I'm going to keep pushing because I know God has called me to it. That's where he, he steps in and says, okay, cool, finally you're at the end of your abilities. Now let me show you what I can do. Um, you, a lot of us are afraid to be weak because we're, we're supposed to be further along in our own estimation or because I'm a man or because I have people that rely on me. Uh, but a position of weakness in God's kingdom is a position of power, and that really is where we're supposed to be. God can do things in the lives of people who admit that they need Him that He cannot do in the, people, in the lives of people who think they don't. Um, we are people of God that rely on God and know exactly what it is that we are apart from Him. Uh, Shamgar didn't wait until he had an army of thousands to lead him to battle, and we don't have to wait until things get better before we advance. So we're going to start where we are. The second thing is we are going to use what we have. So you start where you are. The second thing is use what you have. Use what you have. Um, in, in Judges 3.31, it says, after Ehud, Shamgar, after Ehud, Shamgar became the next leader. He was the son of Anath. He struck down 600 Philistines. And what did he have? Use what you have. What did he have? He had a large pointed stick. A large pointed stick. This guy did not have, he did not have the newest iPhone. He did not have all of the, 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 the money and all the resources and everything that we think we need to do all the things. Shamgar had nothing. He didn't have a sword. He didn't have a spear. And you know why he didn't have a sword or a spear? It's because he didn't need one. God gives us the things we need to do the things he's called us to do. And if you don't have a thing, that's because you don't need it. Do you want it? Absolutely. You want it? Of course. But you don't need it. If you needed it, you would have it. But you want it because it'll make it easier, it'll make it better, or you think, you think that it's going to be able to fulfill the mission, but if you don't have it, you don't need it. Um, we don't need a lot of things we think we need in order to succeed. Uh, you may not have money. Uh, you may not have uh, heritage, a long line of ministers in your life. Uh, you may not... 
uh, think much of who you are up to now, but you can start where you are. And if you're smart, you'll use what you have. Uh, you have right now a submitted heart. A, a submitted heart is, is it, it allows you to have the blessing of God on your life. Um, whenever you stop saying, I'm going to do this all on my own, and you start saying, God, I, I, I trust you. Uh, it's scary, but I trust you. Um, you know, God spoke to Moses and God in, in the wilderness, and, um, and he, he told them to return to Egypt and confront Pharaoh and lead the Hebrews out of slavery. And, and Moses, we don't do this, but Moses did this thing where God tells him to do something, and he immediately went into excuse mode. And, and then Moses is like, uh, 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 who, me? Uh, uh, I, 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 I don't have what it takes, God. And then God says to him, so what is that in your hand there, Moses? And he had a stick, a staff. And God used that staff. And God used the hand that was holding it in order to do the thing that he wanted Moses to do. A stick isn't much, but dedicated to God it can become a mighty weapon. What is it? I want you to think for a second. What is it that God has? Uh, that what is it that God has already given you? What is it that you already have that you can use uh, to succeed to do the thing that He's called you to? Um, for me, uh, what I've seen as I look at the thread of my life and and how things have, have just keep continuing to work out for me somehow. Um, what I do have is. Uh, God has given me faithfulness. Um, if I say I'm going to do a thing, I do the thing, uh, no matter how I feel. Um, as a matter of fact, right now I'm on my second round of 75 hard. If you don't know what that is, look it up. It's a, it's a ridiculous discipline thing. Uh, but if I say I'm going to do a thing, I do the thing. Um, and I know that that's not because I'm great or because I'm, I'm just so strong. It's, I just think it just keeps coming back to my reliance on God. If God gives you a vision then act on it. It's that simple. God gives you a vision, act on it. Do the thing that God's calling you to do. David used what he had. He had that sling, and he struck down the giant. Um, Jesus had five loaves and two fish, and what did he do with that? Jesus fed 5,000. Uh, Samson, had all he had was the jawbone of a donkey, and he killed a 1,000 Philistine men. God can use anything. Look down and see what it is that you have in your hand, and use that thing. Start where you are, use what you have, and the third thing is do what you can. It's not, it's not rocket surgery. Start where you are, start where you are, use what you have, and do what you can. How often do we fail to do anything because we decide it won't matter? I know that for me, there's been times where uh, the workout calls for three rounds of blank. And I'll do two rounds and say, you know what, that was a good workout. I'm going to go ahead and quit now. Um, because it's not really going to matter if I do the rest. Uh, or, or you say, you know, I, I, I know that God wants me to go and talk to that stranger, but, you know, what does it really matter? It's just one person. What does it matter if I do this one thing? Um, if God has called you to do it, there's a reason that he's called you to do it. And I can tell you, and you probably know from your own experience, that whenever you do a thing that God's called you to do, 
that you know that God's told you to do, it will bless the other person, but it will also bless you phenomenally. Jesus said in Mark 9, 41, he said, Truly I tell you, anyone who gives you a cup of water in my name because you belong to the Messiah will certainly be rewarded. There are no small acts of kindness. There's just kindness. There are no little things. They're just things. And you do those things, and those little things can turn into big things really, really quick. How many times in your life have you come up to a, a time where you just feel alone and desolate, and then somebody comes along, and they say one little thing, and it just alters the course of, of your day or your week or your year or your life because of one little act of whatever. Um, you may feel like you're unworthy to be used by God, but God isn't looking for worthy people to bless. God is looking for available people to bless. God is looking for people that are available to use. You may not be able to do something as big as someone else, but then if you're looking at what someone else is doing and compare your, comparing yourself to other people, we're back to the moral relativism that we talked about earlier. We're not comparing ourselves with others. You may not get your name in the headlines for taking your neighbor's trash can in, but it's going to bless your neighbor. And that little thing can turn into a big thing and cause life change for someone else that you may not ever know this side of heaven, what that looks like. If you will do what you can, God will bless what you do because he's good and he, he's looking for an obedient heart. Um, in Judges 3, there's only one verse about this man, Shamgar. Um, what was what he did significant? He, it was just one act. I mean, he, he, he did one thing, and it was, uh, it was to the betterment, it was to the saving his people. It said that he too saved Israel. Like, how great is that? He too saved Israel by being obedient, by, doing, by using what he had and doing what he can. Uh, he, he saved Israel. So what we need to do is we need to focus on what God is doing, and we need to get behind that thing. And I'm talking to you, Life Church. We need to focus on what God is doing, what God has called us to do as a group, as our mission, and we need to get behind that thing, and we need to pour ourselves into it, and we need to submit our hearts to it because God has great plans for us. And I am so excited that I get to be part of it, but not just part of it. Like I get to be one of the leaders in this movement, this thing that God has called us to do. And, and you do too. Even if you're right now, you're watching and you're in Alaska or you're watching and you're in Florida or you're watching and you're in California. And uh, I, I know there's people all over the country that tune in sometimes. You can be part of this too. Uh, it's not just here in person live. You can be part of what God is doing because God is calling you to do something. Um, and he's calling you to start now. 2022 is going to be your year. Uh, it's time to start. Um, you will not look back and say, you know, I wish I had waited a little bit longer to start. You'll only look back and say, if I had only started sooner. Well, now is the time. In Ephesians 3, 20 and 21, this is my last verse. In Ephesians 3, 20 and 21, it says, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Let's pray.
God, we thank you so much uh, for what you're doing in our church. We thank you that you continue to just pour out blessings on us, undeserved, unmerited, unearned grace. We thank you that you have equipped us to be able to reach not just our community, but, the, but communities all across the country, all across the world, because you are good, God. And we thank you. We want to be used by you in whatever way you see fit. We are your people. We will, we will do all of the things that you've called us to do, God. We will, we will trust you. Um, we will start where we are, and that, that point is right now today. And we will use all of the resources that you, you have given us to use. We will use every single ounce of every single thing to do what you've called us to do. And then we will do everything we can um, because we know that with a submitted heart that you will make it work. We thank you and love you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey, don't forget to share the, uh, the alpha video with people. Uh, just post it as a, a post or share it, in, share it individually with people that you know should be coming to that. I love you. We'll see you next week.